And welcome back to the show. This is the Game by Show podcast for the 13th of September 2017. My name is Legrand Jolly. I am joined by Jeremy Lamont. Hello, Hi, Jeremy. Legrand, hey, how are you doing, man? All right, I'm drinking a warm Mountain Dew. Oh, Other than that, never better than that. Never better. You know, you know, remember in high school when it didn't matter uh, how the temperature of your Mountain Dew, like you'd leave it in your car in the summertime and you would still drink it and it would be okay. And not that? only that, but I would like be windsurfing off a cliff. And, like, doing flips. God damn it, Jeremy. I mean, that's what it was. And Jared Red Eye Dunn. Hello, Jared. Hey, what's up? I got free shaved ice today at work. There was a uh, shaved ice uh, food truck in the parking lot. Damn. And it was free. That's worth it. I mean, I really, if they hand the thing to you and you run, they can't stop you because they're in that truck. They're so you in can the get truck. Free shaved that's, ice every day. That's what I figure. No, it was uh, the building management paid for it. For like no everybody, way, man. It was awesome. It was like the best day ever. That sounds pretty. That sounds pretty great. But actually. then they're like, "Don't bring it back in the building." Right. Over there. <laughs> now Don't get back it to on our floors. Yeah. Bleeb. <laughs> you have to be off the premises. Liability. <laughs> pretty much. So how is how is everything going over in uh, Texas land? Uh, it's warm. I know. I know how Utah is. That's why I don't ask Jeremy. It, yeah. I, no. I, I, <laughs> it's still warm. It's still hot. <laughs> It was really hot waiting in line at the food truck for my shaved ice today. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I was in Texas, and it was like 80 degrees and beautiful in Houston. Tell you what. Yeah, it was actually pretty nice earlier in the week, but it's uh, warming up now, and I think it's supposed to get back in the 90s again. This was last uh, Thursday and Friday. It was like 80 degrees, and it was the most pleasant. Of all the times I've been to Texas in general, this was the most pleasant trip as far as climate goes. Yeah, do you have to boat in? No, let, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you a little something about Houston. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I figured that you would you had seen this firsthand by now, Jared, since I, you live in I, well, Texas. You know, I lived in Houston for three years. It was it was a sad three years. The, yeah, you know what they're going to show you on the news? They're going to show you the worst parts. They're not no. going to show you the parts of this enormous city that were fine. And that's where I was. <laughs> so, so you know what they say about Houston. I on saw the news, no water. I saw no extra water. On the anywhere. news, they show you the worst parts, which is just a satellite view. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's sort of like when people show you America and they show you the worst parts, and we're looking at Texas. No. Yeah. Oh, oh whoops. Sickest burn. Oh. Well, everyone, welcome to the show. Today's the show where we talk about uh, video games that we all have been playing. Mm-hmm. Um. Man, these look like some pretty boring things aside from mine. Uh, who's gonna no, go first? My, mine was really good. In fact, uh, I started playing it today. <laughs> I noticed you were playing when we were we were gonna re- get ready to podcast. You guys kept like over there. Had, just I had to get a few more minutes in so I knew what to talk about. He, he forgot to go into offline mode on Steam before we uh, started bombarding him with, "Hey, bro, we're on Skype, waiting to podcast." Bro, that's hey, bro, right. bro, bro, bro. Anyway, so how is uh how is it? Jared, why don't you talk about whatever you're going to talk sure, about? Sure, sure. So I have been playing uh, Endless Space 2, which I know we talked about uh, way back in June of 2017, if you can believe it or not. Mm. I believe Jeremy talked about it. But, it seems uh, like it was nearly three months ago. <laughs> it's just around the corner. <laughs> um, 
And now, so Endless Space is a uh, 4X, you know, turn-based strategy game, uh, like your Galactic Civilization, or uh, I'm sure there's others. If I can um, insert a minor spoiler here, it's not just a 4X space game. It is like the 4X space yeah, game. Yeah, so right? I played the original Endless Space, uh, which was probably released, I guess, five or six years ago now, I want to say. Um, but, and this game's by Amplitude, published by Sega. And they have like this whole series of endless games, right? So Endless Space, they had Endless Legends. Legends. And Endless Dungeon, I think, was another one. Um, and they're all in like the same universe, which is which is kind of neat. It's like I the Endless Space Cinematic Universe. It's like the games in the universe Which are is also endless. part of the Stephen King Cinematic Universe, I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. And and I'm sure there's a few Disney universes mixed in there too. Oh yeah, we'll go to one of the planets. It's just frozen. Um, so so this game is pretty good. So it's set in space, right? And you're basically colonizing the galaxy. Uh, it has diplomatic options, military options. You know, blah 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 blah. So same stuff you've you've kind of done. But uh, you know, the thing that really caught me on the first Endless Space, and it is back in full force on this one, is. Not, it's not just that they took a lot of 4X games, Civilization uh, comes to mind, or uh, some of the elemental games. They take all these systems and they pile them on top of each other, on top of each other, on top of each other. And they can be really kind of convoluted and I think difficult to initially understand and sort of explore. Right. Um, Amplitude has done a really good job at sort of mitigating that. First of all, their UI is one of like the most gorgeous like <laughs> pieces of art of a video game ever. Uh, their menu is just pretty. <laughs> like it's just like the main menu is like spaceships flying near a planet, and then the menu for like the different options, uh, like follow the same curvature of the planet it's just so well done yeah like you zoom so in like well especially done. when you when you discover a planet for the first time and it like does this thing where it like zooms in and gives it like a little like glory moment like yeah yeah there are like, space slugs here yeah each planet pops up and it tells you a little bit about it and then goes to the next one and shows you a little bit about it oh it's so good the art is really good the game runs really smooth like it's so responsive and just such a pleasure to click on the little menus and stuff it's really hard to describe why that why it's just that awesome but it uh, feels really ideal just like in general yeah, like yeah, whatever yeah. I, I and and it's hard to like draw a lineage like where they got it from but it's like they've taken all of the all of the things that were maybe problematic in some other games and they've sort of solved all the problems i think and it's it's just elegant I, I agree. It, it is a very elegant uh, sort of approach to the game. Um, the game has some interesting things to it. You can design your own ships, which, uh, you know, you research, do, there's various research trees. You can design your own ships and swap out weapons. And maybe you want this one to have lasers or this one will have ballistics or more shields or more lasers or more lasers. And, and I always Keep do that thing where lasers. I load on. I just load expensive stuff on there and yeah. then it's way too expensive to ever yeah. produce. That's right. Um, so you can do different hulls, so you can rename them, all this stuff. Um, I really like the way they handle battles in this game. So the game is purely turn-based. Uh, when you go into combat, into space combat, there is no... You don't control your ships, per se. At the initial onset of combat, you can choose sort of your stance and the, you know, what range your ships will engage from, etc. and so forth. But it, it, it's essentially going to... The combat will resolve itself. 
but one neat thing that I really like and I find myself doing all the time is you can actually watch like an animated um, battle scene of like of the ships kind of duking it out. Um, I, I'm really, trying to think of really what it reminds me of. It feels a little bit like like a, a little bit like the Kessen games on console or, or like uh, Nobunaga's Ambition or something where the fighting is going to happen and like sometimes the camera will go and like show some dudes like hitting each other. Um, except with this, it, it like zooms in on your ships and stuff. And and uh, like Jared was saying, when you first are plotting out the, the, the battle beforehand, you know, you give it very general commands like fire at close range or fire at long range or, or something mm-hmm. like that. And then you basically let it go. And right, which, just which is it's important do. if you have uh, more defensive ships. You want them in close to try to, you know, distract the enemy, take the blows. If you have long range ships, you'll want them far back. Um, it, it it's really well done. And if you don't care about that, you can just skip it, and yeah, you, you just can it. just see the the resolution. So. You know, I never got to the parts in the game where I got any really big heavy hitting ships. So I ended up like doing these two plinkers. Like I'd fight one guy against another guy, and it would be like this guy shoots his lame machine gun. This guy <laughs> right. shoots his lame machine gun for zero damage, zero <laughs> damage, and they like pass by each other, just like shooting. It, <laughs> it's just two guys out in space shooting wet noodles at each other. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's that's um, as much space combat as I ever got. No, I you know in the first game they had a similar system and it gets pretty glorious when there's like missiles flying all over the place and planetary defenses uh, it, battles almost always play out at uh, at planets which um which kind of makes sense you know you think space is kind of big and void of any reason to stop moving but um yeah so the combat's pretty good the there are hero characters which actually level up you can assign them to sort of administer planets colonies or take them along in your fleet and they have their own special ships that you can design um they're really cool looking really neat uh, sort of hero system um which just kind of lets you further tweak there's you know the different types of resources there's like agricultural resource and then science and what typical kind of stuff but it just handles it all really well i think there are two Um, problems that i had with this game one is kind of a minor problem and it goes back to the spaceships like when you end your turn and it shows all the movement around your empire i kind of don't like the way they move the fleets like the fleets are like these holographic kind of weird looking mm -hmm. things is there did that bother you like i couldn't really get into the. it it took me a few turns to kind of figure out that when the fleets are in orbit in a system it looks like they're kind of hanging out yeah they like park somewhere they like move and then they like go hang out in the corner it it, it took me a few turns to kind of figure that out but now that i've kind of got my in my head what's going on it's a little simpler i'm playing as the human sort of race um and i actually found it's pretty easy to move around because you can actually just send your guys into the like warp lanes and then they'll just move through it till they reach the next planet so that that kind of helps a little bit with the movement um and and i believe unless i'm thinking of a different game i think in this game different races have different methods of movement but i could be totally wrong well they have different methods of capturing things so i i played the humans too the like trotsky russian yeah so and so uh but i also tried out the the race that's made of trees (laughs) and the way they capture planets is by sending out these space routes r-o-o-t-s and they like root you like you like every turn like your little roots spread to other planets and eventually once they get there they start colonizing those planets um that's one thing that the endless series in all of its forms has has done really well is the very asymmetrical 
um, yeah. factions. So, some of the factions are pretty clever. There's like different types of robots, of course, and more passive, non-aggressive factions. There's one that's just a, uh, the entire faction is one guy and all of his clones of himself. So that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of funny. Uh, the uh, other problem that I had is in, it kind of is in part of the systems. There is some, um, so there, there are resources, you know, there's the, the dust resource, which is, which is another thing in the endless series, you know, gathering dust. That's kind of like the, the spice, the dune spice mm-hmm. um, there, you know, you have money and you have research points and you have all these things. And there's one resource that I never really understood. And I don't know if you've really come across this yet or have, have really figured it out, but there's a manpower element to things. Things. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't quite gotten. I, I've seen it mentioned. In, yeah, in I, the I sort tips, of played in spite really of it. Like, it. there's little dudes. There's like little pictures of guys. So, like, I'm accumulating manpower, but I just never quite understood exactly how manpower factored into things. So, I, well, I want to go back to this game. I, is I that people are, you know, do things for you, and that's manpower. Oh, but what if they're women? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's obtuse. Who we, who you can can't even call that. a person power because you know <laughs> what about those tree guys? <laughs> all right, all right. So what about for the guy that uh, generally sucks at 4x games aside from Civ? And even with Civ, he just kind of clicks things. What about that person? Is this game good for them? Uh, you know, I I think it probably. I'm asking for a friend, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it honestly, I think it probably would be if you if you want to kind of dip your toes into a 4x space sim. Um, I think the spaciness think it, adds to it. The thing about Civ yeah. is that you're sort of like overwhelmed all the time. You can move in any direction. There's like resource tiles. You got to go find them. Space-based 4X games and especially Endless Space, um, they they make it kind of, you know, it's like little pods. It's like if you ever played... Um, uh, Sins of a Solar Empire or something, where it's mostly like strategic points on a map, and so you don't have to deal with the infinite choice of where are you going to move your guys, and are you going to are you going to find some mountain pass to guard? It's like this is the planet that you have to deal with, and also everything is so cool looking uh, that it just makes it fun to look at, and and spaceships are cool too, whereas like spearmen are not that exciting after about turn you know two hundred. So. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, sure. I'm installing Endless Space One. Is that one the similar game? It's pretty. It's I, pretty I similar. Game, I, you know, I'd actually be curious. It's been such a long time since I played it. Um, I'd have to really kind of sit down and. It Endless Space Two feels very similar, at least in the way that the game controls. But I'm sure there's a lot of differences. I'm just not remembering. Well, um, we should do that. We should play it and talk about it next week. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it it is a really Me? it is what? one of my favorite okay. uh, 4x space games. Let's get right on that. Um, I've played quite a few that have come out recently. That, Name another again, one. Name another one. Oh man, you. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. We get Galactic this. Civilizations three. Uh, yeah, uh, Stellaria. Uh, Stellaria it, it has Stellaris has a, guys. Stellaris. Stellaris. Wesley is pissed. Oh my god! <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it from here. Um, you know, there's a bunch of other ones that I just can't think of because you put me on the spot. But this one, there are not very many. No, there are. There really are a ton. I mean, there. Okay, if you want to just name them, I mean, we can. There's like Masters of Orion. There's Galactic Civilizations. There's. Okay, I get it. There's plenty. There are. There are lots. Got you. Got me. There are many. They exist. What about uh, Battlestar Galactica Deadlock? Uh, Is that an RT a 4x game? It shows up in the, uh, it's tagged 4X in Steam. Oh, that's cool. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, there's also the, the, the Star Wars-based 4X game, uh, Star Wars uh, Galactic uh, something or other. I forget what it's called. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it was good. 
it was all right. <laughs> well, that's good, Jared. I, uh, yeah, you know what? I, you may inspire me to go back to it because I have not played it since uh, about June. Right. And I actually think, <laughs> right, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. um, we, I'm actually, uh, we might stream this a little bit. It's not your typical Twitch game. I'm going to admit that straight up front. But, um, well, it's a you know, I, I game. Feel Isn't like, that the whole point? Aren't I feel, they all turn-based? I feel, mostly? I feel like our audience has come to expect the unexpected on yeah, Twitch. They, they, are, they are turn-based, LeGrand, and, and that, I think what that means is that it's going to make the pace of, pay, of play slow enough that we won't oh, actually... Oh, you said, you said it's not a Twitch game. I thought you meant like no, no, no. Twitch shooting uh, and control. I got it. Mm, it I was it, way it, off. It's not yeah. the typical game you load up Twitch.tv and go browsing for, I think, yeah, but... I, Whatever, but you, you might know, unless you are super nerdy into four X games, they're probably all over Mixer if I had to guess. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let me get That's on like the hub dog. for four X streaming. <laughs> Mixer.com. That's why there's an X in the name, right? That's five X. Mm-hmm. The That's X. how they. That's how they spell it. It's M four X E R. Oh no! Mixer. What are you doing? <laughs> That's all I've been playing. And a little bit of Absolver. We played that on the stream. We actually got the multiplayer to work. And I punched kind of. Jeremy in the face and brought him to heal about three times I, in a row. It was I great. Got, yes. One, we were not fighting each other either. <laughs> right. I did kill him once on accident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's it. Sweet, man. Uh, what about you, Jeremy? What's up, well, man? Uh, since it is the second week uh, of... Uh, it is the year 2017 AD, Anno Destiny, uh, I need to update you on Destiny 2, which is that I've played a couple of missions. Hot damn! That's right. That's right. I have not gotten exotic weapons yet. I've gotten some other things. i got some light levels. I've got some abilities. The abilities it's not are cool. light. It's not light in Destiny 2. Uh, power. Sorry, that's better. Power, that's better. Power and levels. He's uh, the same. People hey, are doing new raid came out. People, today. I know people are doing raids today. I was gonna say I'll be raid ready in about <laughs> a month at this rate. Um, so I don't know. I haven't gotten any exotics, but I've been seeing a lot of people talk about getting the cool exotic weapons. Um, I was supposed to get an exotic for pre-ordering, but I don't think you get that until you finish the campaign either. I can't no, wait to my, finish that. My boy's campaign. got it. The cold something. Cold the, stone cold. Cold slap cold. in the face. Yeah, it's, it's like a laser beam gun. Oh, dang, that sounds cool. Uh, I've seen that they... That, so one of the exotics is is called the Rat King. Have you seen people posting this? Like, it's got the... It's like the pistol that has the little rats in, in sort of engraved into the side of it. And I guess it's kind of neat because it works in proximity. It seems like they're doing some cool things with, with some of these because if you've got multiple people who have this Rat King, if they're in proximity to each other, the effects are cumulative. Like, suddenly it's more powerful and shoots faster. And so if you get a whole bunch There's of people... There's more rats? Yeah, they, they would just shoot some rats at people. More rat, yeah. all the king. I, I've, I've got a Destiny 2 update. What is it? I started playing on the PlayStation 4, uh-huh. and I decided, why am I playing this on the PlayStation 4? This totally sucks. The controls are lame. I can't wait for the PC version. Yeah, uh, the controls are all right, update. but it's weird to play PC it on all two platforms. Yeah, that's weird. I, um, I, I was really totally thinking about, and it, it played fine, and I was playing on the PlayStation 4 Pro, whether, and I'm, I'm sure there's some sort of a support for that, but I got about halfway through that opening mission, and it's just kind of like, man... You know, you're just going to be doing it again. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't even just that. It was just like, I know this is so much going to be so much better to play. It's going to feel so much better on the PC. I think you're hyping yourself up. You're going to disappoint yourself because it's, mm. it's the same game. Well, yeah, except for the controls are so much better. It's, such, it's just such a better. Uh, I did stream this to my PlayStation TV. And uh, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, oh, that was nice. Jeremy. And I hey, played did, that. Did you ever? Did you ever play Doom? The the Doom that they announced for Switch today. Ah, uh, that's isn't that isn't that weird? What a weird, weird choice. But you know what? That might be the platform to play it on now. 
Uh, I don't know about that. I guess we're going to wait and see. PC is still the platform to play that on. I'm going to tell you why. Because it's just way more better to play with a mouse and keyboard. That's yeah, why. I mean, Duh, that's same true. reason why Here's any first-person game so is I, better on I, PC. I, can see, I, don't know. I can see in games like Counter-Strike or, you know, Call of Duty or even Titanfall maybe where you want that extra precision, but for big, chunky, like, you know, shooting missiles at dudes, I just, nah, I just don't really see it. Nah, for people who care about twitchy. precise controls and fast-paced movement, are going to prefer the superior control scheme that is mouse and keyboard. There is no question about it. No uh, question. Yeah, I think I, I question the intensity here, but it's it's okay. Intensity of what? Uh, the intensity of like the experience. Like it's not that much better. It's basically the same thing. It is that much better. No, uh, it's dude. basically the same thing. It's not. It's the same thing. It's literally the same thing. I'm just going to go that far. So uh, uh, Destiny 2 was something that I It does not feel the same when you play with a controller. It's about the same. Uh, mm-hmm. Another game that I played is something that's. Brand- I want to. I want to hear from our Game Byte Show fans. I want to hear what is your preferred. And you have to. You have to be a person who has both a gaming PC and uh-huh. a console. Uh-huh. I want to hear what you prefer to play first-person shooters on. Okay, the call will go out. The bat signal. The uh, the mouse and keyboard. The signal. The opinion of seventy-five percent of the Game Byte Show hosts is that PC is the better platform. That's right. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm not disputing that it's a better way to do it. I'm just disputing that it's significantly different. I'm disputing that it is significantly different. Okay. To the point where I was like, "Why am I?" And the the thing is, is the reason why I'm excited to play it on the on the PC is strictly for the controls. But has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And I'm a big. And I'm a big believer in controls. Like that's fine. But. As far as is it significantly like a, a blow you away difference? No, it's not. Yes. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. For no, someone no, who. No, dude, it's the same thing. It's the same game. And especially it, for something like this. It looks like the Destiny. same, but the controls, is, it's, it's just a completely different All experience. Right. Playing, playing that first mission in the beta on the PC was such a different experience from playing Destiny, the entire first Destiny, and what I played the other day on PlayStation 4. Just right. because the controls are that much quicker, snappier, better. Well, from my standpoint, Everything. I didn't even bother to play it on the PC because it was the same game. So that's that's the position that I'm coming from. Uh, so the other Your game that I played is, is uh, brand new out this past week, and I only played a little bit of it, but it is a um, a turn-based uh, tactical... It's, it's uh, kind of along the lines of Atlas Reactor. Did you guys ever play that? It was sort of the the squad-based strategy game, uh, kind of like an isometric we, sounds, we sounds familiar. We actually streamed that one day. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We did play it, and we were bad at it. But I think I've got... Oh, yeah, we're at real it. bad. We were, we were very <laughs> bad at that game. Uh, so I played a game called Insidia, which is uh, brand new. It is from a developer called... Uh, I actually have not heard of these guys before. Bad Seed. They're both developing and publishing. Uh, and they just released their game into early access. It's free to play. And uh, it basically uh, kind of takes place on one single map, but there are a few significant differences. So you, you do control a squad of four people, and in uh, Atlas Reactor, you would play one character and take sequential turns with people on your team and people on the opposing team. This looks uh, like Atlas Reactor. You talked about this a while back, didn't you? Yeah, it's, yeah Atlas Reactor is significantly similar to this. Uh, the difference, though, is that uh, in Atlas Reactor, all of your team would take... Uh, you, you would sort of lock in your turns. It had that timer that would keep things going very quickly. Uh, with this, um, there there is a timer, but you are playing all four characters, and you have to choose one to make your move, and you're playing 
um, simultaneously against the other person. So you are uh, essentially plotting one of your four characters to do a certain thing. You hit a button, uh, the turns play out and take their course, uh, and then you do it again. Um, so there, everybody submits their turns at the same time, and then they all execute at the same time. Correct, correct. Which isn't too different from Atlas Reactor. It's just that uh, you control all, the entire squad. So you actually pick the people that you're going to choose. It's kind of like that Frozen Bite game, right? That same type of control? Uh, which Frozen Bite game? Because uh, 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 okay, it, it's not like Shadwen. It's not like... Uh, Frozen Synapse. Oh, uh, that, yeah, kind of. Is that Frozen Bite? No, that's someone else, but... Uh, it's a, it, it does have Frozen. Um, that's why I got confused. Yeah. Who, who the hell makes this? Oh, Mode 7. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Mode Frozen 7. Frozen Synapse. Is that like that? that uh, I mean, seems... only, only in the barest sense. I mean, it really is a lot more like like Atlas Reactor. Um, the other thing about it, though, is, is with games like Atlas Reactor, you're typically playing for points. It's sort of a deathmatch-style game. With this, they actually have a, a central area that you try and control, which activates these... Um, turrets that explode some things in the enemy base, and you actually go capture those. So the so the the game is based around a multi-part uh, objective system uh, that is it's um, symmetrical. So you know you're trying to capture a base on the other side, they're trying to capture a base on your side, but you actually have a few steps to go through in order to do that. Um, if any of your people die, they can respawn in a couple of turns. Uh, they all have their particular abilities. Some of them are uh, ranged or close uh, melee combat, those kinds of things. The other thing that's kind of interesting about it is that all of the characters have passive abilities. So even though you can only pick one character per turn, uh, some of them will have, uh, for example, a persistent overwatch type ability. So one of the characters, for example, is a sniper, and the sniping ability is actually passive. You don't specifically go click on someone and say, okay, snipe that person. You tell the person set up for sniping, and then when someone else takes their turn, as soon as they move within range, it'll immediately uh, trigger off. Uh, in fact, the the turn-based system has kind of this little subset of, you know, turn resolution just for uh, reactive moves and, and things that you do. Um, it is sufficiently interesting. I will say, though, that being in its first week of early access, uh, it does have a little bit of a floatiness to it. Um, I mean, clearly they've got it out there just to, you know, to have it fully functional. It's probably in what I'd consider alpha mode, where it's uh, maybe not even feature complete yet. Uh, but uh, it is kind of interesting. You cannot matchmake with friends, necessarily. Not a lot of people are playing it, so if you arrange with a buddy, you can actually probably just hit play at the same time and eventually play each other. But uh, it is, it's fairly bare right now, but it is free to play. Um, and, and I guess uh, Atlas Reactor eventually did go to a free-to-play model as well, but it's, you know, it's got enough differences that it might be worth uh, looking into. They are planning right now, I believe they have something like six hero characters right now, and they're all, you know, pretty pretty different and interesting. Some melee-based ones, some turn-based ones, some support characters. Uh, but they are planning on having something like 12 characters uh, overall by the end of Early Access, and then, of course, they'll probably continue um, adding stuff after that if the game continues to uh, to take off. Uh, they do sell Founders Packs for 18 bucks if you decide that you're interested in it, so it's uh, fairly reasonably priced. What does that include? Uh, that includes Founders Pack is all DLC, uh, so it's basically uh, skins and um, in-game currencies and all kinds of things like that. Four skins, all present and the future champions, XP boosts. Uh, mm -hmm. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. So, hmm. 
you know, like I said, there is cool. Yeah, and it's not bad. Like I said, the the fact that it's objective based, the idea of controlling all of the characters, which uh, actually I want to say Atlas Reactor actually also just recently started a, a separate mode for that. So it's. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of competing directly with something like Atlas Reactor, which has been around for, you know, quite a long time. But it's the new kid on the block, and like I said, it's worth trying it out for the low, low price of zero. And uh, if it turns out that you like it, then, uh, you know, you may consider spending a little bit of money to support the support the team. So Nice. I uh, played a little bit of that, so that uh, is probably about all I've got to say. The last game that I played this week is from the PlayStation Plus offering for September. It's called We Are Doomed which is on both the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation Vita legacy platform. And uh, it's pretty neat. It's actually a twin-stick shooter a la... Did you guys ever play Everyday Shooter? Everyday nope. Shooter on the PlayStation 3? Um, I think they actually released that on the PSP as well, or maybe on the Vita. But uh, it's essentially a twin-stick shooter that's made up of a lot of psychedelic geometry and increasingly difficult waves of kind of very busy animated things on the screen. Um, and actually, it, I really think of this with respect to Everyday Shooter. I remember when the PlayStation first came out, PlayStation 3 first came out, and uh, people were talking about the few games that were available on the system. A game like uh, Everyday Shooter got, you know, it got airtime on podcasts back in 2009 for like weeks. Uh, less than, I'm sorry, not 2009, but like 2007. It got, it got airtime for like weeks There were no weeks. podcasts in 2007. I distinctly remember like the, uh, the One Up Yours <laughs> podcast, and they were just like all about everyday shooter. I listened you know, to GameSpot, Cheap Ass Gamer back then. Those yeah. were like the only two I, that, well, there were others, but. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the thing about We Are Doomed is the, the little uh, dude that you play as uh, has basically a constant firing mode that kind of looks like a blowtorch or something it's you can sort of fire it off in in any given direction at any given time uh you as you move around the map there are little pickups so they have sort of the carrot and the stick you want to avoid the the baddies i think they call them uh that are coming at you but also try and pick these things up because if you get enough pickups you actually charge up this special meter to do a super attack uh, that lasts for a limited amount of time, but if you can keep getting pickups, it extends the duration of this super kill-everything uh, blowtorch attack. Um, and they have two modes. There's a, a wave-based mode, where every time you uh, complete a wave, everyone clears out, and then you start up again with a new scenario. Uh, they have checkpoints, so I think every 10 levels, so they start you out at, uh, check, at level 1, and then you get a checkpoint at level 11, and then I believe 21 and 31 after that. Uh, it gets pretty difficult pretty quick, though, so I have not gotten very far on that. It actually has a really cool endless mode as well, which is something that a game like Everyday Shooter uh, never really had, which is pretty much just constant spawning in of, of guys, and that's a that's a score-based uh, mode. So you're basically playing for high scores. Um, it is um, it, it does have that same thing. I know I've talked on this podcast about Geometry Wars. Um, ah, what was the new one that came out on the Vita and the PS3? Geometry Wars Dimensions? Does that sound right? Yeah. I think that's the name of it. Uh, where you can get pretty far, but then when you die, you start out again in, like, peon mode, and it's just like, I don't want to do this again. Uh, luckily, they do let you start out at those checkpoints uh, every 10 levels, so if you're wanting to get a little bit more... You could uh, brute force that game, probably. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, pretty good, and like I said, again, the low, low price of free if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber uh, doesn't cost you anything, and it is, again, both on the Vita and the PlayStation 4. We are doomed. And How's uh, the soundtrack? It's... Uh available for sale on Steam with the game. It's not bad, actually. It's got kind of a, a uh, up-tempo kind of synthy thing, but they've also got some vocals in there, too, so it actually is kind of uh, hmm. 
kind of a, a different feel to it. Um, Everyday Shooter, the thing about that was that the the gameplay would sort of factor in all of the things that moved around and all the things you killed would sort of add musical elements. This doesn't do anything like that, so it's basically just playing that track in the background as you go. And uh, I actually did kind of notice that it was a, a fun little uh, piece of music to, to listen to, and uh, so definitely enjoyed that. But uh, that is the other thing that I've been playing, and I may actually go back to We Are Doomed a little bit. It's a pretty decent little game, especially for being included with a PlayStation Plus subscription. And those yeah. are my games for this week. Nice, man. Uh, except for Destiny 2 on PS4. <laughs> Other than that. Except for being uh, wrong yeah, nice. about uh, video games forever. Oh, I've been wrong about more than that. Oh, man. I'm glad I'm glad it's always going to be two versus one uh, in this topic with Jeremy. That's, as, like, my favorite, as that's like my favorite thing. And ever it shall be. <laughs> well, uh, I've been playing a new game on the Nintendo Switch that came out. I guess I bought it last week. But I've been playing the Mario plus Rabbids kingdom battle i want that Uh, i want that dude you should get it it's really good (laughs) um it's a it's a super fun game and it's i've I've got a couple things to say about it i've got um first of all uh when it first came out i could care less about i i don't know they announced it at e3 right or the uh, E3. Yeah, that was the one where they... In fact, it, it got leaked in advance, and that was the thing. Everybody was like, uh, rabbits, do not want rabbits. Okay, so I didn't I didn't care at all. Whatever, you know? Right. Uh, a, because of rabbits. B, because of the type of game it was. Also, it's an Ubisoft Mo- launch title, so it's kind of like, eh, Yeah, hmm. you never know, right? Yeah. Um, the thing is, is that I've never played a rabbits game until this game, and while I hate minions yeah and i hate i don't know anything like just that. that sort of thing yeah i really i i am really getting a kick out of rabbits <laughs> and i don't know why um but uh they're kind of funny <laughs> the uh so that the whole premise of this game is that um there's some kid who's a scientist and he invents this device that allows things to be combined to he allows things to be combined for whatever reason. And so supposedly right. it's going to be this device that's going to save the world because it's going to allow for food to be recreated and all sorts of who knows what. You can combine uh, anything the, with this, with this it, machine. In, in the mean, and he also happens to be a big Mario fan, a Nintendo fan. He's got Mario posters on his wall. It's like, it opens up with a cutscene of this kid in, in his room, right? And so suddenly uh, a washing machine appears in the room and rabbits start coming out of the washing machine. And one of them stumbles onto this little uh, gadget he has. It's like a, it's like a VR headset type thing. Puts it on his head, and then he uses it and merges the rabbits with the Mario paraphernalia this kid has around his room, mm-hmm. right? And so suddenly you have uh, rabbits that look like um, Mario, and you have rabbits that are combined with enemies from Mario, and they all get sucked back into the time machine or the little the little portal machine or whatever it is, and then they end up in uh, Super Mario Land. I have a question um, already. Mushroom Kingdom. So I have a question yes. about this. It's a serious question. So uh-huh. this series of events seems to imply that rabbits are, like, real or something. They're, like, in our universe, and Mario is still... So are rabbits more real than Mario based on this, based on this based narrative? On, based on this narrative, yes. <laughs> I mean, either way, I you know, I, <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so they all get sucked back into this thing. The one rabbit still has his, this mask thing on, and then he is running around the Mushroom Kingdom, raising hell with it, and you have to join up with the rabbits to track him down, right? And so he stops 
doing what he's doing. So are the rabbits good guys then? Because it seems like in all the all the pre-release material, it seems like you were fighting the rabbits. Well, that's the thing is that the rabbits are combined with different things. And so there's a rabbit that's combined with a Mario and inherently Mario is good. Therefore, that rabbit is also... Uh, I see. While he's quirky and weird like rabbit, he's also... Um, he's also a good guy. He's got Mario qualities and Luigi qualities. So there's a. So right now I have. Uh, so it's it's like a. So it's a strategy game, a turn-based strategy game. Uh, a lot of everyone you know talked about comparing it to XCOM, and it's yeah. definitely exactly like that. It's a little bit uh, simplified in a couple aspects, but it still has a lot of depth in other areas. It, it does a couple things um, different as far as like attacks and things f- from XCOM. Uh, you still have cover. You have half cover and full cover and. Um, you can slide tackle people, you can jump on their heads like Mario does, and um, the movement system is really, really cool because you can you can kind of combo um, going through pipes or jumping off of your buddy's heads or jumping onto enemies to keep your movement kind of up so you can get further along. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of strategy involved in kind of figuring out the best way and where to position your guys. So a, they're in cover, but B, so you can utilize them to advance further in the level to hit guys and shoot them and whatever else. So Mario's got like a little, everyone's got their own different types of weapons. So Luigi's like a sniper and uh, Mario's got this blaster on his hand. There's like these little uh, carts that they can um, send out little remote controlled drones that have bombs on them that blow up bad guys. And all the bad guys are rabbits that have been combined with, you know, enemies from the Mushroom Kingdom, right? So they're just still Mushroom Kingdom enemies. Um, they're just rabbits, right? You know what would be so gross is if one of them combined with Wario. That would be disgusting. Oh, yeah. That would I can't be. even imagine that. So <laughs> I heard that this was also uh, semi-RPG-esque. Are there, is there a leveling system for this? You can actually, like, level up and unlock things for the characters? Uh, you get different weapons. And so the leveling is based around... And there's also... Well, yeah, there's like a, a skill tree for each yeah. character. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I have I have unlocked um, Mario, Luigi, uh, Mario Rabbit, Luigi Rabbit, and Princess Peach Rabbit. Uh, regular Princess Peach is back at the castle. Oh, of um, course. Doing princess things. Yeah. But Princess Princess Rabbit is my favorite. Uh, she's like a total diva. She's got this cell phone. She's always taking selfies of things. Um, and if you lose a level... Like, it, if you ever lose a level and you completely die or whatever, uh-huh. then it shows, like, a game over screen and all, you know, Mario's like, oh, he's all sad, you know. And uh, Princess Peach Rabbit, like, stomps her feet and then she, like, stomps off screen and then she throws her wig that she's wearing and her fake crown back into the scene as if she's like, <laughs> I'm done with this. She chucks it in. Um so how does yeah. it, how does it work? Like so, in between the missions, is there like an overworld, or how do you get into these engagements, these battles? Uh, yeah, so you ha- so you're in like um, so there's like a, a hub, which is where the castle is, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and there's a bunch of rabid things around, like it's a rabid battle headquarters, and there's a rabid uh, museum where you can go and view your collectibles and listen to the music tracks that you find like there's a bunch of collectibles that you find in these chests around uh the battle the battle places where you're going to spend your skill points on the different skill trees uh, for your different characters as well as um buy weapons for them so most characters will have a main weapon then a sub weapon like uh mario has like a gun and then he also has a hammer that he can smash dudes in melee range and uh hit multiple people if he's next to multiple people in range um luigi rabbit has like a rocket launcher that will do you know aoe damage um anyway but but there's so there's the main castle which is the hub and then there's different like little trails off from this hub world that take you to different zones and you kind of walk through them you're collecting coins which is your currency you also get coins when you beat 
missions, things like that. And then you're walking around, you're solving little basic um, puzzles to find collectibles, um, and then you'll stumble across an arena, and they're really clearly marked where there's like, you'll see two flags and a big open space in front of you with, you know, waist-high cover, like Gears of War 3 style, and you know that it's going down, right? Uh. So you walk in you walk in there, it'll trigger the thing. Um, if there's a new enemy type, it does a really good job of slowly introducing more and more different enemy types to you. So there's... At the very beginning, you're just fighting basic rabid dudes, and then later you have, like, healer guys and um, guys that have shields in the front that you have to attack them from behind. There's springy guys that can jump really far, and they kind of will combo jumps off with their buddies to jump to get further along, you know, get closer to you. Uh, A whole bunch of different enemy types um, that have a a unique cutscene intro. Um, The first boss is uh, Rabid Kong, which is a combination of a rabid and a King Kong, or Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong. Um, but the battle was really, really funny. Like, like I said, I, I don't know why rabbits are entertaining to me, but I think that they're, they're kind of funny and funnier than minions have ever been. Yeah. Um, when, you know, rabbits came before minions too. Rabbits predated Yeah, minions. absolutely. They've been around for a while, right? Like, uh, the original yeah. Wii. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I've never, I've never played a rabbit game until now. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, I'm on a mission. I'm on a level world two. Uh, so each world kind of is comprised of maybe 10 chapters or so. Uh, there's a mid-boss and then a final boss of the chapter or of the world. Um, each chapter can be like one or two levels. And then you're scored uh, based on um, how many how many turns it took you to complete the, the level and how many – and if your guys survived or not, all of your guys, right? right? Of course, next level. So if, if a chapter is comprised of two missions – um, their damage will carry over to the second mission of that, oh, of that wow. chapter. Um, and then if they die, then you lose out um, some bonus points, which will make you lose out on gold. So there's this replayability of going back through and um, like acing, re- repeating those missions to get yeah. them perfect, where you do it in the amount of turns that they want you to do it in and not lose any guys, right? So do you have any idea yet how many characters from the Mario Pantheon are represented in this game? I mean, Mario, Luigi... Princess. From what I've seen, I believe. Um, well, you, you run into Toad. Uh, Toad is not a playable character. He kind of helps you out. Toad and Toadette. Uh, I believe that Yoshi and Yoshi Rabbit are the only two that I have yet to unlock mm. and see. From what I've seen from like other videos and stuff like right, that. Right, right, right. I haven't come across them yet. Um, uh, but so that would bring it to, I guess, four. I guess four, four playable. Characters. Yeah. Yeah, four Mario characters plus their Rabbit counterparts. I huh. suppose. Um, so yeah. it's on the switch. Are there any weird things with the joy cons, any like motion controls or tilting or anything like that? Uh, I don't think so. There is a co-op mode I haven't checked out. So you can actually take off the joy con and play a co-op mode where you basically control two guys and your other guy controls two guys oh, nice. and you kind of take turns playing together uh, on a cool. level. That's actually so that's kind cool of fun for that game. I, uh, I haven't tried that out yet, but it, um, Seems like it's kind of fun. Of course, you could always play that by yourself, right? If you just right, sure. had both Joy-Cons off and then did if it. If you're you a super to see sad individual, of course. Yeah, but um, this Nintendo Switch is made to be played with people. And uh, when I was on my trip to Texas, Houston specifically, um, we played a whole bunch of Street Fighter 2. Like, a ridiculous amount of Street Fighter 2. Um, to the point where, well, we, we had it all set up in kickstand mode. Uh, we played it on the airplane. We played it in the hotel. We played it waiting somewhere. On the roof, uh, like, on like, a basketball court. Dude, and we we actually, we played it, like, at the airport. We, like, had it set up, and 
were just playing Street Fighter 2. We actually stayed up and it took us like two hours, but we brute forced our way through the hardest difficulty on Street Fighter 2 and beat it um, to no fanfare, no extra ending, no extra anything. <laughs> but um, we played for probably two hours, um, just me and me and my buddy Derek just trading out. We were sharing a hotel room, but we were trading off controllers, trying to beat everybody. We ended up beating it off or beating the uh, complete whatever the world warrior difficulty right um, sweet well that's cool yeah that's super awesome man. I, I really 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 love the nintendo switch it's probably one of my favorite consoles now of all, of all time just because of the portability and the rad games um the rad full-on AAA games that are showing up on this thing it just it only makes me sad that games like metroid samus returns isn't coming to the nintendo switch yeah, like, still for gotta... whatever stupid reason it's it's just dumb like everyone thought and i thought and we all i hoped that nintendo would be like okay this is now our handheld in our our console like people didn't care about the wii u but they cared about the 3ds so we're gonna make them care about a home console by making our portable console also the home console and suddenly you have the best of both worlds but no they continue to keep selling you hardware and selling you games on an outdated system it's That's time to move on people keep buying them i'm looking at you snes classic well, that's happening. That is different from supporting supporting a 3DS. Happening. So um, that's my pet peeve that Metroid Samus Returns is coming out, but it's not an HD on my Nintendo Switch. I, really I, I just me. can't wait until I can buy a 3DS classic. Yeah, right. With, 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 all, with all the systems. <laughs> a tiny little one. A, a, a little tiny one, like the <laughs> right. size of like a flip phone. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the dream right there. Oh, man. So uh. so forward-thinking and with it, just like the Game Byte Show podcast, uh, we will be back for the uh, Game Byte Show Classic Edition uh, in just a few days. We will be back to talk to you about the news and the new releases and a special topic of discussion these, this coming weekend at the top of the week. And uh, we look forward to having you there. Uh, until then, uh, if you have any comments about any of the games that we've been playing, if you'd like to share with us the games that you have been playing, if you'd like to weigh in on the uh, keyboard and mouse controversy, mm-mm, mm-mm, uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter. You can find weigh us collectively. In. <laughs> I dare you at, to weigh in. <laughs> at Game by Convince Show. me. Convince me. I, I invite anyone to convince me. I will argue you, argue it to my grave that Jeremy is wrong. Oh, well, that that is a foregone conclusion, so you don't have to deal with that. But uh, oh, well, Okay, well, if you're admitting that you're wrong about it, then I'm this admitting argument that I'm is wrong over. in general. But, uh, yeah, that's, I think it's something that we all know. Uh, if you'd like to contact me on Twitter and tell me how wrong I am, you can reach me individually at Jeremy underscore Lamont. Uh, you can find me at Legrand to let me know how right I am about the keyboard and mouse control scheme. Hit me up at Legrand, L-E-G-R-A-N-D-E. I look forward to seeing and hearing your tweets. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm at Red underscore I. You can also find our fourth man and compatriot, uh, uh, Dale Count Elmdor Jones, at Count Elmdor on Twitter. Uh, you can also find our Twitch.tv stream. We mentioned we do some streams, and uh, we'll be doing that again real soon over at Twitch.tv slash GameByteShow. Uh, this past week, like Jared mentioned, we played Absolver for a second time. Got a little second bit of, time uh, in a row. Actually got the multiplayer working after a while. The were you second co-streaming time? it on Mixer? It no. works every time. We were on, on Twitch. XER. No, we oh. were on Twitch, but uh, we did punch a lot of guys in the face, so that was we pretty good. Him. We punched them. If you missed that, you can find that over at youtube.com slash show, where our fun little archive of all of our past streams end up there. And uh, you can also find our website on the internet, www.gamebyteshow.com, where you can find all of these treasures and more. And, uh, Jared, I think we've got a little bit of an Extra Life thing going on, right? Yeah, yeah. so Extra Life still happening. Uh, come 
coming up for big game day end of October, beginning of November. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. But uh, extra-life.org slash team slash gamebite show. And I believe we had a uh, Jolly join our team. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. No way. No, for legit. We've got four people on our team now. Myself, uh, friend of the show, Wesley Levesay. Let's see. Um, yeah, let's. I'm, I'm pulling up the roster right now. But I don't. I don't. How, where do I find this at? So, uh, Jared Dunn, Wesley Levesay, Ron Bailey, and Nathan Jolly. That's my brother. Uh, who's raised fifteen dollars to heal children? Damn. So, oh, he's the brother. The better brother. <laughs> he is oh, man. definitely the better oh. brother at this time. Oh Uh-oh. gosh. So, so, so you guys should definitely head over to extra-life.org/team/gamebyteshow. Uh, join our team. You know, let's make this a five-man team. Let's make this a twenty-man team. Whoa, whoa! whoa. Uh, get get and, all of your rabid friends and mix them up. Get the rabid right, Jared, right? And uh, but yeah. uh, no, it, it it's it's going to be a good year this year. I can feel it. So hit hit up the team and join. It's free to get started. All your money goes to a charity. Or, sorry, to a hospital of your choice. Uh, really cool charity. If you can't do when that, when is the official marathon? What day is it? On? November fourth is the official one, but I believe Wesley and myself will be doing it the weekend before. Why? That's lame. Um, because external life. commitments. Yes, that's how it works. Because <laughs> uh, of what? External commitments. Yeah, I, I'm going to be busy that next weekend. So um, busy doing extra live. What's more important than saving children? <laughs> right. Well, if you do it, then maybe I'll drop in on your stream. You see? See how that works? Oh, we could oh, I got the, the gauntlet. Don't the gauntlet I? has been thrown. Um, and what you- could I do in 24 hours of gaming? There's no reason. Okay, here's the trick. Let me tell Destiny you. Destiny Tell on let me PC. Tell all of our listeners about the extra life charity and the reason behind it the reason the reason this was created not only was it to help sick children but it was for an excuse for old middle-aged men like ourselves to sit down for 24 hours and play video games without any interruptions by anyone or anything because of the higher reason it's like you can't stop right. me i look i've got yeah, this I'm, i've got this call, doing, this vocation for children. these people donated money so that i could do this that's <laughs> Wife, I know I need to take out the garbage and mow the lawn, but listen, this Saturday is important for the children. Your moral equil- equivalency sickens me, woman. I've got games to play. <laughs> I, I might have to get involved just so I can have that See? excuse, it, and I will probably end up sleeping away half that 24 it, hours it, it on could, my couch it could here be, in my It office. could be you. It could. Uh, you know what? You guys could get a group together and do it all in one house at one time. And take turns. Uh, the, the few times that I did participate in Extra Life, me and my brother Nathan was on my team, and we actually did. We land partied at my See, house. And there you go. Let's do we it. We did that a few times. VR Lots land party. Jeremy's in. Lots of ways. Lots of ways you can do it. <laughs> so, anyway. uh, folks, uh, until next time, this has been your Game Bite Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya. In turn. Keyboard and mouse.
Bam! You felt that one. Right in the loin. I felt that one right in my hands. (laughs) Right in your hands. Me too. That pleasant sting of readiness.